Are you looking for the perfect gift for the nerdy pop culture fan in your life? How about an Ask Me Another ticket pack? Ten tickets good for any Bell House show through the end of 2017. More information at amatickets.org. And while you're holiday shopping, why not swing over to the NPR shop as well? NPR t-shirts, travel packs, totes, mugs, canteens, pet products, and stuffed animals are just waiting to be checked off your holiday shopping list at shop.npr.org. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan Colton. We have a great show for you. Ten contestants are here to play our nerdy games, but only one will be our Ask Me Another big winner with a prize provided by our VIP. And our VIP is currently starring as Aaron Burr in the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, which is a hip-hop retelling of the life of Alexander Hamilton. And it is so wildly popular that it is nearly impossible to get a ticket to the show. It is easier to get into Harvard Business School than it is to get a ticket to the show. It is easier to find a vegan who never mentions they're a vegan than it is to get into the show. Our VIP is Leslie Odom, Jr. (laughs) Leslie Odom, Jr. will be joining us later in the show, but let's get started with our first contestant, Christine DiGiovanni. Hello, Christine. Hello, how are you? Good. You are a stay-at-home mom, but in the early days, you worked on QVC? I did. What were the early products like? Um, There was a flea and tick collar. Sure. Um, for humans? A shower radio for dogs. For dogs, okay, yeah. good. And what did you do with these products? I worked backstage and had to bring them out to the hosts while they sold them. So you would hand it to them, they would be like, what is this? And, and then you'd you know, uh, give them the card that they could talk about it for five minutes. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun? Yeah. Yeah. So fun that you were like, that is a job in my past. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Your opponent is Emily Gilmore. You're a high school Latin teacher. Yes. Oh, lost art. <laughs> Somebody, people were cheering. Latin nerds are here. <laughs> My people. That's right. Christine, what is your favorite horror movie or book? I might have to go with um, Poltergeist. Um, I just remember that. <laughs> You know, yeah. the whole TV and, you know, getting sucked into the TV, that's very frightening. When the guy looks at his face in the mirror and then he starts ripping off all of yes. his flesh? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. How about you, Emily? Favorite horror movie or book? Um, I try to avoid the genre, really. You don't um, like it. I read It by Stephen King when I was in, like, 8th or ninth grade, and yeah. it scarred me. So <laughs> I try to focus on happy things. See, if you do this stuff at, when you're too young, it scars you. I saw The Exorcist when I was, like, 6 years old. I had a similar experience. I saw that movie way, way too young. Yeah. And then you're, you're totally... It's pretty scary. It's so yeah. scary. It's the devil. It's the actual <laughs> devil is the thing. So the inspiration for this game comes from one of the greatest sound bites in film history. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. <laughs> that is, of course, the infamous line, It's Alive, from the 1931 film version of Frankenstein. So in this game, every answer is something that rhymes or sounds like the word alive, but you have to deliver it in the voice of Dr. Frankenstein. Hmm. We'll go to Jonathan Colton for an example. (laughs) Yes, so if I said, what actor delivered the line this game is based on, you would answer, it's Colin Clive! (laughs) Okay, don't worry, the clues will be much more obscure. Okay. So buzz in when you know the answer, and the winner will move on to our final round at the end of the show. It's so tall, I can barely see the top of it. It's a hairstyle made famous by the Ronettes or Amy Winehouse. Christine. It's a beehive. (laughs) That's great, yes. Felt like that was the Bride of Frankenstein right there. (laughs) 
I'm at a car dealership and I want to try out this vehicle before buying it. Emily. It's a test drive! <laughs> yes, it is. It's so long and green, it's an herb that goes great with sour cream and baked potatoes. Emily. It's a drive! <laughs> This is a ridiculous game. I, I know. That is correct. It's like they were born to do it. It's a song and dance number from the musical Grease. Christine. Oh, it's the hand job. Yes, that's right. That was brilliant. It was like both Dr. Frankenstein and her thinking about the answer at the same time. I I couldn't tell which of that was acting and which was just like, oh my God, I don't know what the answer is. But it worked. They're coming to take it from me. It's a percentage of my income that I give to the church. Emily. It's a I'm going to your church. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sounds fun. Sounds fun. <laughs> this is your last clue. It's a hit disco song by Gloria Gaynor about getting over a breakup. Christine. It's... Yeah. Raining men. <laughs> I know that was incorrect. <laughs> Good. You spared me having to say it for you. Emily, do you know the answer? It's, I will survive! Yeah, that's right. Yes. Oh, let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung. How did our contestants do? They both did some amazing impressions, but Emily, congratulations. You're moving on to the final round at the end of the show. have our next two contestants, Adam Martin. You're an attorney. I bet you've seen some wacky stuff in the Pennsylvania courtrooms. Oh, it, oh it's wacky. Is it wacky? Yeah. Well, give, me, give me an example of the wackiness. Well, we, we basically had a defendant who was a walking, talking country song. Um, he was found um, sitting in the front seat of his pickup truck, listening to George Jones, uh, drinking a, a pint of moonshine. And he went on to uh, be convicted of arson for burning down his ex-wife's trailer. <laughs> What's, I don't see any problems. <laughs> Your opponent is Caitlin Spiller. You're a grad student studying ESL. Yeah, I skipped class to be here tonight. Really? <laughs> I'm going to be a great teacher. That's great. <laughs> hey, it's, it's all about priorities. Teach people about priorities is important. Uh, you have an obsession, more importantly, with the show Gilmore Girls. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> what is it about that show for you? I mean, it's kind of personal because I used to watch it with my mom growing up. Oh, but it's yeah. just like, because I moved really far away from home, so it's like comfort for me to watch it. Totally understand. Adam, what subject do you wish you paid more attention to in school? Um, I'd have to say science. Why? Uh, well, mostly because that's the class I paid the least attention to. We had a really, really cute teacher. I like how you're smiling. Like, that's still dirty. It's, it's a fond memory. It's a fond memory. <laughs> Good. Caitlin, how about you? What subject do you wish you paid more attention um, to in school? Probably the class I skipped tonight. Yeah? <laughs> this this is a very active uh, question for yeah, you. Yeah, it's yes. pretty difficult. So it's called Corpus Linguistics. And, and what's, what's going on there? So, like, it's really techie, and I'm not techie at all. So sometimes the professor, it seems like she's speaking in a different language, and I'm like... Is it the <laughs> language of the dead? <laughs> no. Corpus. Okay. That's a relief. <laughs> well, we have a game for you about history. As the saying goes, those who don't learn from history are doomed to make things up on the test. So in this game, I'll give you descriptions of historical moments from the perspective of someone who really wasn't paying any attention in school. So for an example, we're going to go to our puzzle guru, Archung. In the 1930s, everyone was really bummed out, but it wasn't that bad. In fact, it was pretty good. That would be a confused description of the Great Depression. 
All right, so these clues are overly literal descriptions of phrases that you might find in a history textbook. Let's give it a shot. This was a conflict during the 20th century when it was snowy all the time. America and the Soviet Union were both freezing. Adam. The Cold War. Exactly, yeah. Czechoslovakia's communist government stepped down after those peaceful protests in which everyone wore clothes made from a smooth, fuzzy fabric. Mm-hmm. Let's go to <laughs> our puzzle guru, Archung. We Do you have a hint? We were expecting a hint necessary here. Um, the fabric we're looking for is sort of like on the rope that you'd find at a nightclub. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a good hint. Adam. The, the Velvet Revolution? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> you did it. You learned something. During the American Revolution, a bunch of patriots went to Massachusetts to host a social gathering with cakes and light refreshments. Caitlin. The Boston Tea Party. Exactly. It seems guns used to be a lot louder because this opening salvo of the Revolutionary War was audible to the entire planet. Adam. The shot heard around the world. Exactly. Nice. This was a metal divider that Stalin hung across Europe after World War II. I guess we wouldn't have to look at the capitalist world. Adam. The Iron Curtain. That's what we're looking for, exactly. It's like that curtain between first and economy class in the plane. <laughs> that little tiny filmy silver thing. So you can see all the rich people. Just slightly blurred. All right, this is your last clue. Science took a step back after the fall of Rome, including torch and lantern technology. There wasn't a lot of light, and it was really hard to see. The Dark Ages. Caitlin, you are correct. All right, Puzzle Guru, Archung, how did they do? They both did great. Congratulations to Adam. You're moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Coming up, I'll be talking to Leslie Odom Jr. about playing Aaron Burr in Hamilton, a show that honestly made me laugh so loud and cry my eyes out and almost convinced me to become an American citizen. <laughs> Plus, we'll play another installment of one of our favorite games, This, That, or The Other. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Thinks. Thinks period panties are a leak-resistant underwear that can replace tampons, pads, and cups on light days and be a backup to tampons and cups on heavy days. Thinks are reusable, machine washable, and are designed to be worn all day long with moisture-wicking technology to keep you dry. Find a style to match your flow at shethinks.com and get $5 off with the code ANOTHER at checkout. That's Thinks. T-H-I-N-X. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Subaru, celebrating its ninth annual Share the Love event now through January 3rd. For every new Subaru purchased or leased during the event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities, including ASPCA, Make-A-Wish Foundation, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. To learn more, go to Subaru.com slash share. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, here with our puzzle guru, Art Chung, and our house musician, Jonathan Colton. We are so happy to welcome our VIP from the hit musical Hamilton, which tells the story of Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr using hip-hop and rap. He stars as Aaron Burr. Please welcome Leslie Odom, Jr. 
you guys are so nice. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you guys for being here. <laughs> I think they can barely believe it. <laughs> Leslie, before I saw the show, I have to admit, I joked about wanting to become a U.S. citizen because I didn't know much about American history, and I just loved the show, and I love how in-depth it got about this particular story. How much did you know about Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr before starting this role? I knew as much as that commercial taught me when I was a kid. <laughs> I knew... <laughs> As much as Michael Bay put in that commercial, I knew that Aaron Burr shot him in a duel. Yeah. Uh, I knew that he was on the $10 bill. I knew he wasn't a president. You know, I knew that little tidbit. Some, some people get that confused, but I didn't know much. People don't teach the nuance of this history right. in school. And... Um, that's a shame. Hopefully this will change that, you know, because they were interesting people. It's amazing that this is both so entertaining, what a wonderful show on so many levels, yet it is teaching people. Yeah. Why do you think Hamilton is so unbelievably successful? For one, it's an incredible achievement in writing from Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think it's just... Yeah, I, I just think it's just um, beautifully written. It kind of came out of him like a fever dream. You know, a six-year fever dream. It just really poured out of him. We would get the pieces of music. I'd get a new piece of music in front of me, and it was, I just got to tell you, this is so rare. It was finished. <laughs> you know, you work on something in development. Usually there's a development process. You know, you get a song, and you know you're hearing a version of it, but by the time it makes it to the stage, it's going to be so different. We would get stuff that we're doing exactly the way we got it on the first draft because it was... Perfect. I mean, that, that never happened. So I think that, firstly, it's, a, it's an incredible piece of writing that's connecting with people. And then secondly, and this is to wrap it up, really, everybody in the room felt lucky to be there. You know, we all felt so privileged to work on it. So that's a lot of love yeah. on that stage, you know, and that connects with people. And Lin-Manuel Miranda created the show, and he also plays a part of Alexander Hamilton. So if you as yourselves, in real life, challenge each other to a duel. Yeah. Who would win? Oh, man. I hate thinking about that. <laughs> I do. I love Lynn so much. He, you guys, as much as you... He deserves your love. Like, all the love that you give him, he's just... He's a koala bear. He's just the best. You know, I, I, I really do feel bad about killing him every night. I really do. <laughs> So I would let Lynn win. I would. Oh, I you're would too good. Me. You are too good. So you were cast in Rent at the age of 17. Um, I was in 11th grade. I cut school and I went to the audition. I did not go to that audition thinking I'm going to be in Rent anytime soon. Right. Uh, but I was just plucked sort of from high school, from, you know, the things that a 17-year-old, 16-year-old is thinking about into the center of my wildest dream. So I, I did the show for a very short time, and then I went back and finished high school and went to college and all that. So, but wait a second. You end up in Rent, which obviously that was a groundbreaking musical, and then you still go, no, I'm, I need to go get some further education? And my parents did a good job. Ah. They made sure, yeah, they made sure. They were like, congratulations, you're in a Broadway show, and so what college are you going to go right. to? Because <laughs> that, that's still the plan, just so you know. Rent was also the first time that I lost my voice. I'd never, I'd never lost my voice ever, you know, but eight shows a week at 17, you know, I'm screaming my head off. And that's an experience, too, the first time you sort of wake up and you're like, ah, the thing that was there yesterday is not there today. So, um, yeah, I had to go and learn that kind of stuff. Now, you've said, though, that you've had to unlearn some of the stuff. What did you unlearn specifically or what yeah. did you need to unlearn? I graduated from college with honors. I was a really good student. I did everything right. But you people don't care about seeing an artist on stage getting something right. We don't care about a painter painting by, you know, the numbers. We want to see passion. We want to see where it's ugly and scary. And we want to see you do the things that we're too afraid to do on stage. And so that was the unlearning process. And Hamilton offers me the opportunity every single night to go to places that are scary and to be vulnerable. And we were given permission every single day to fail. 
that was, we celebrated that. If you fell on your face, it was great. Okay, well, you can't go that far. Or, you know, let's try something else, you know? And so we have this thing that is dangerous and exciting and it changes every single night. We make it fresh every single night. It was that kind of stuff that I had to unlearn. Doing it right, being perfect. Do you think this is one of the hardest shows that you've been part of Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, um, not everything I've worked on has been received like Hamilton has, you know. (laughs) I've done some turkeys, I tell you. (laughs) Who in here watched Smash? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, I'm so sure. Oh yeah. Who saw Leap of Faith on Broadway? Oh yeah, all right. We could have used you at the ticket booth, I tell you that. (laughs) But... It's challenging. You know, eight shows a week is hard on the body, whether you're working on a masterpiece or a not-so-masterpiece. So um, Hamilton is so wonderful because it gives me back more than I put into it. Whenever I give it every last drop that I have, you know, the, the response that I get from you guys when you see it, when I see you on the street, I get back so much more than I put into this show. I imagine, though, because it is such a difficult, challenging, amazing show, there's got to be mistakes that are happening. All the time. All the time. Oh, yeah. And Lynn he- makes more mistakes than anybody. He wrote it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's great, you know, because Lynn comes from that, he's a freestyler. He, he lives in that improvisation place, you know. That's where he vibrates, right? So when we're doing our jobs right, we're not making up his words. Right. Um, <laughs> There is, yeah, there's an improvisational feel. The, the best compliment that we get is when people say it felt like it came together right in front of me. It felt like you guys were doing that for the first time. Uh, we really try to, try to bring that every single night. Has there been any, like, major memorable mistakes? Oh, that... my God. So, <laughs> so this one time, oh, my God. <laughs> the performance we did for the DNC, right? So we know... <laughs> That's a big performance. There are donors here from, you know, they paid a lot of money to see this show. So who's seen the show in here? I'm so glad. Everybody else, we'll get you in, I promise. We'll get you in. So right before we turn into the tavern, right after Aaron Burser, that scene with Lynn, I turn into the tavern, you know, like I said, that song, and I'm John Lawrence in the place to be, right? Okay? Y'all know it. <laughs> And the guys are there. It's, it's David, uh, Anthony, and Oak. And I look, and it was like an, uh, a vision or something. I mean, uh, I was like, is this a movie? Is this Carrie? Oak, there's a trickle of blood coming down his face. And then it's just more blood than you've ever seen coming from his head. I mean, it, coming from under his hat, it is, you guys... I cannot overstate the blood. I can't. Okay, how much blood do you think it was? More blood than that. <laughs> and I, what do you do? I mean, are, we're gonna, are we going to stop? Are we going to, what's happening? And so we're looking at Oak and trying to figure this out. While this, everybody's still talking. And he can't see it. And so Oak is wiping it from his head and wiping it on the hat. It, it's getting worse. Honestly, I don't know if something hit him in the head and he's confused or whatever. So Oak leaves the stage, you know, he's got to come back for I'm Hercules Mulligan, blah, blah, right? So we, either he's going to come back on stage or we're going to stop. So, at least, you know, we know that. So he comes back. We're still kind of looking in his eyes to see if he's okay. But the blood is gone. And it turns out later, this is our Oki. God, we love him so much. I think he said he was, his mind was in a bunch of other places. And that hat that he wears, he bobby pins it in his head, right? And so he was in a rush. You know, Oak, he's in a rush. He's Hercules Mulligan, for real. Like, he's Hercules. He was in a, such a rush, he, like, jammed the bobby pin in his head. He did it to himself. He stuck a bobby pin in his brain. And that created the blood. That, was that what kind of a story you were looking for? Oh, that was great. You like that one? Oh, my God, so much blood. And that bobby pin is being auctioned off. For Broadway Cares. For Broadway Cares. How about a big hand for Leslie Odom Jr.? So this is a little bit amazing. You're about to sing a song from Hamilton. And you'll be accompanied by the guitarist from Hamilton, Robin McIntungai. Leslie, can you tell us a little something about what we are going to hear? Yeah. 
You know, sometimes people ask me, how did I make Burr not the villain? Um, and I said, it really came from Lynn's music because, you know, the writer that wrote a character, a song like Wait For It and a song like This One, Dear Theodosia, you know, that's not, you, how could that guy be a villain? What to say to you You have my eyes You have your mother's name When you came into the world You cried And it broke my heart I'm dedicating every day to you Domestic life Was never quite my style When you smiled You knocked me out and fall apart And I thought I was so smart You will come of age with our young nation We'll bleed and fight for you We'll make it right for you If we lay a strong enough foundation We'll pass it on to you We'll give the world to you And you'll blow us all away Someday Someday Yeah, you'll blow us all away Someday Jr. will be back later in the show. Thank you so much. Our next two contestants will play one of our favorite games. Let's meet Bronson Taylor. Bronson, you describe yourself as an actor with a degree in bartending. Yeah. (laughs) Your opponent is Chris Stover, who is a writer for a national morning news show. It's true. Bronson, would you rather spend two hours in a congressional meeting or two hours at a bad teen movie? Bad teen movie? Yeah? It's not even a, not even a thought. Do you have yeah. a favorite bad teen movie? Oh. Uh, I mean, American Pie is classic. All right, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Chris, would you rather spend two hours at a bad teen movie or a congressional meeting? I love Congress. Great. But uh, I would say teen movie. <laughs> yep. Teen movie. All right. This is why nothing can get done in this country. Exactly. You realize that. <laughs> So this is a game called This, That, or The Other. It's a very simple premise. We're going to give you a name, and you have to tell us which of three categories it belongs to. Jonathan Colton, what are our categories? Well, in honor of Hamilton, a musical that combines rap and American history, today's categories are the real names of famous rappers, (laughs) delegates to the First Continental Congress in 1774, (laughs) Or, because we have to have a third category, (laughs) fictional preppy villains from 1980s teen movies. (laughs) So just buzz in when you know the answer. If you get it wrong, your opponent can steal, and the winner will earn a ticket to our final round. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Peyton Randolph. Chris. Delegate. Yeah, that was very fast. I, did you know that, yeah, or is it just it sounded vaguely familiar? Sounded delegate-y. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounded vaguely familiar. <laughs> Pretty good. No, studied, studied the signatures. The signatures just, yeah. got it. Did a quick cram before you came on the show. <laughs> what if they asked me about the delegates to the Continental <laughs> Congress? Stan Gable. Chris. Rapper. No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Bronson, do you want to hazard a guess? Villain. You are correct. It is yeah. an 80s villain. Now, do you know, do you know who it is, or you just, you just guessed? I just guessed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thanks for being honest. Yeah. <laughs> Stan Gable is the leader of the Greek Council in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh. Ben Haggerty. Chris. Delegate. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a delegate. It sounds like a delegate, but it's not. Bronson, do you know who it is? Rapper. It is a rapper. Do you know yeah. which one? No. 
Macklemore. It's Macklemore. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Well, whatever. Yeah, learn something new every day. <laughs> cool. Carlton Ridenour. Bronson. Rapper. Yes, it is a rapper. I'm going to ask you, do you know who it is? I do not. Oh, come on. <laughs> How are you doing this? It's uh, Chuck D. Chuck D. Oh, okay. Edmund Pendleton. <laughs> Chris, you seem like you know it. That has to be a delegate. <laughs> it is a okay. delegate, yeah. 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 <laughs> Edmund Pendleton. That does sound pretty yeah. much like you can, you can see be. that in a, in yeah. a signature. For sure. <laughs> Aubrey Graham. Chris. I think that's a rapper. It, it is. <laughs> Do you know which one it is? If I had multiple choice, I could pick. I don't have multiple choice no? on this piece of paper, I, I, I so I can't... Uh, <laughs> you know him by his middle name, which is... Drake. Oh. Uh, Mick McAllister. Bronson. Villain? Yes, absolutely. Now, do you know which... Absolutely no, not. No, no. I do. It's Michael J. Fox's rival in Teen Wolf. Oh. Joseph Galloway. Chris. Delegate. Yeah, delegate. You have, a, you have an ear for the names of delegates, Chris. That is a, a, a skill that I, I don't think you ever would have been able to Never apply I had it. Yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. Except here. <laughs> All right, this is your last clue. Calvin Broadus. Chris. I'm going to say villain. Apparently not. Oh, everybody's so disappointed in you, Chris. <laughs> it's not a villain. Bronson, do you want to hazard a guess? Rapper. Yes, it is a rapper. It is Snoop Dogg. I knew his name was Calvin. I didn't know what the last name was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you kind of you knew that one? Uh, kind of, sort of. Okay, well, that's great. <laughs> Technically, you don't need that for the point. So you... Not at all, yeah. Yeah. Puzzle Guru Art Chung, how did our contestants do? Bronson, congratulations. You're moving on to the final round. Ask Me Another is coming to Los Angeles. We will be there May 11th at the Ace Hotel. So, Angelinos, to find out how to be a contestant or join our live audience, just go to amatickets.org. Coming up, if you can believe it, we've tricked Jonathan Colton and Leslie Odom Jr. into using their rare talents to shake it off. So hold on tight. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and you're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another and the following message come from Goldman Sachs. Get insights from some of the world's leading thinkers on markets, industries, and the global economy on the firm's podcast, Exchanges at Goldman Sachs. You'll hear discussions on topics with far-reaching implications like climate change, autonomous driving, the future of China's economic growth, plus much more. That's Exchanges at Goldman Sachs, available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play, and at g-s.com slash podcast. You know that feeling you get when you hear Ask Me Another and you think, wow, my universe just expanded a little bit. Well, we just wanted to say we understand. And we're really grateful for the time you've spent listening. And now is a great time to say thanks by supporting your local NPR stations. Just go to stations.npr.org, find your local station, donate a few bucks, and tell them that we sent you. Again, that's stations.npr.org. And thank you. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, here with puzzle guru Art Chung and house musician Jonathan Colton. Let's meet our next two contestants, Denise St-Pierre. Denise, you are an assistant at a literary agency. Yes, I am. Very nice. And you are obsessed with film scores. I am, yes, regrettably, I have the worst party iPod on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Right, people are like, put in your playlist. Yes, you want to listen to the Bridge of Causa Doom from Lord (laughs) of the Rings? Like, yes! 
It's so epic for beer pong, but, you know, it's terrible. <laughs> your opponent is Dara Kagan. Dara, you're an executive assistant for a reproductive health organization. It's an interesting time to be involved. Uh, you know, we're getting a lot of coverage, so that's nice, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. So in this game, we imagine what would happen if two famous people became close friends and did that thing that all close friends do, which is combine their names. So Puzzleguru Archung, why don't you give us an example? If I said this New Jersey governor fell in love with an uptown girl, you would say Chris Christy Brinkley. <laughs> the names will always be mashed up in the order of the clue that I give you. Here you go. This speaker of the house does P90X with this good-looking Canadian actor who says, hey, girl, set your legislative agenda to relax. Denise. Uh, Paul Ryan Gosling. Exactly. <laughs> Carrie from Sex and the City becomes BFFs with the queen of indie movies, who starred in Best in Show, Dazed and Confused, and You've Got Mail. Dara. Sarah Jessica Parker Posey. Yeah. Guys are so good. <laughs> the union of these two 80s pop singers might result in a hit called I Want Your Sex, Smooth Criminal. Two 80s pop singers. I Want Your Sex, Smooth Criminal. Denise. Uh, George Michael Jackson? Yeah! <laughs> this British prime minister got the girl at the end of There's Something About Mary. Denise. David Cameron Diaz. Look at you. <laughs> did you roll through different pods? Were you like Tony Blair? Like, did you go through the... Uh... I, yeah, I, I only know like Tony Blair and David Cameron, so I was like, bet you. <laughs> like Blair. I was thinking about Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next guess. <laughs> One of the first men to scale Mount Everest teams up with a former New York senator with presidential aspirations. Denise. Edmund Hillary Clinton? Yes! <laughs> Uphill battle for them both. Uh, <laughs> you can't disagree with that, my friends. The woman who played Gloria in White Men Can't Jump is photographed hanging out with a notorious Hollywood blogger. Denise. Rosie Perez Hilton? You got it! <laughs> the 12th president of the United States makes tabloids when he's photographed with the lead werewolf from Twilight. Let's go to our puzzle girl, Archung, see if he can help you out. Uh, it's not Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> the werewolf uh, was running around with his shirt off a lot. Does that help? <laughs> and so was this president, I think. Dara. He's not been a president yet, but George Edwards? John Edwards? <laughs> no, no I see what you're doing is not right. correct, but mm -hmm. I like the thought pattern. Denise, can you steal? Zachary Taylor Lautner? Yeah! Oh. <laughs> oh. I was searching for that president name. All right, this is your last clue. The most successful female driver in racing history goes to pottery class with the star of Ghost... Roadhouse and Dirty Dancing. Dara. Danica Patrick Swayze. You got it. Perfect. Puzzleguru Archung, how did our contestants do? Amazingly, they got everything right. And congratulations to Denise. You're moving on to the final round at the end of the show. Let's meet our next two contestants. First up, Joe Anzalone. You're an actuary. Yes. So I bet everyone asks you, when are they going to die? Yes, they do. Okay. I'm not going to ask you that. When are you going to die? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so my wife read a book once about an actuary. That was how we knew we were meant to be. Uh, and she found out and, and told me this, that... that uh, if an actuary ever calculates his own date of death, yes. uh, he is actually disbarred from practicing as an actuary ever again. So even though you have all the tools, you can't use that power? Well, I certainly can't admit to it <laughs> in such a public forum. I understand, Joe. 
Your opponent is Ronak Shah. Now, you are an analytics consultant. Is that like a cousin to an actuary? We have some things in common. We both use a lot of statistics, so, yeah. so there is that part. Okay, so when do you think you're going to die? <laughs> I'm not an actuary, so I'm actually allowed to say. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope it's not for a very, very long time. I know there's the analytics in there, but what I heard was the consultant. <laughs> This is a music game, which means it's time to pass things off to our house musician, Jonathan Coulton. Thank you, Fira. In another pathetically transparent attempt to create some viral content to please the social media gods, we are about to ruin a Taylor Swift song. (laughs) We've taken the lyrics of her song, Shake It Off, and have rewritten them to be about things that you can shake. (laughs) Such as your groove thing, for example. And to make things more exciting and even more stickily viral, Leslie Odom Jr. has agreed to help us out. You got this. I believe in you both. (laughs) So remember, the answers are all things that you can shake. Just buzz in when you know. Then we're going to move on to the final round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Yeah. As ready as I'm going to be. Okay. (laughs) To keep my curls in place I don't use mousse or paste I shake this can all day mm-hmm. That was on Broadway mm-hmm. Joe? Hairspray Hairspray is the right answer I want to play a game You shake five dice and pray You yell out the game's name Mm-hmm. And shake the dice again. Mm-hmm. Yahtzee. Ronic. Yahtzee is correct. People are in awe of what's happening right now. <laughs> I just want to let. If you had told me this was going to happen, I would not have believed you. <laughs> when I eat popcorn or make guacamole. I just got to sprinkle on my dinner some sodium chloride. Ronick. Salt. Salt, yes. I gotta lose some weight, wait, 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 wait. Make it salad on my plate, 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 plate. Balsamic is so great, 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 great. So shake this on, shake this on. Ronick. Salad dressing? Salad dressing, you got it. <laughs> to work your upper bod, put both hands on this rod. It wiggles as you sway. It looks a bit risque. Ronick. The shake weight. Yes, the shake weight. Well, I've turned two knobs to draw this pretty picture. Framed it, it's red plastic. You can lift up and it's a really long crooked line. Ronick. An Etch-A-Sketch. That's correct. <laughs> Extra points, because that was not sung well. <laughs> Extra points. Everything you sing is sung yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Extra points. Flattery points, flattery points So this billboard is a drag, 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 drag It could use my tag, 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 tag Got some Krylon in my bag, 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 bag So shake this can, shake this can Joe, spray paint Spray paint is correct There's a photograph you took, 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 took And I wanna get a look, 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 look You told me if I shook, 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 shook I'd see it now, see it now Ronick. Well, the answer is Polaroid, but you're not actually supposed to shake them That's true! <laughs> he wants all the extra points Yeah, no kidding <laughs> You are correct, it is a Polaroid And no, don't shake your Polaroids Yeah! And Ronick, you have emerged victorious. Congratulations. We'll see you at the end of the show. Thank you to Leslie Odom Jr. 
Leslie, you must love NPR because somehow we convinced you to perform yet another song for us. This is from your debut self-titled album that is available now. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Broadway fans, we have Broadway fans out there, right? Not just Hamilton fans, Broadway fans. But this song was um, my favorite song from this show, this really uh, hip show they just revived. It's uh, our version of um, Duncan Sheik's Guilty Ones. So we're going to do uh, uh, just a second of that. My pulse is gone and racing All fits and starts Oh, window by window you try to look into This brave new you that you are And now our bodies are the guilty ones Who touch and color the hours Night won't breathe Oh, how we will fall in silence from the stars And now our bodies are the guilty ones Leslie Odom Jr. Accompanied on guitar by Robin Makatungai. Now we're going to crown this week's big winner. Let's bring back Emily, Adam, Bronson, Denise, and Ronick. They'll be playing our final round. Puzzleguru Archung, take it away. This final round is called Yes, We Can. Every answer will contain the letter C-A-N in that order somewhere in the answer, as in, leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Remember, the letter C-A-N may appear anywhere in the answer, and they may or may not be pronounced can. We're going to play the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give me that answer. The last person standing is our big winner. Your prize is an Ask Me on the Rubik's Cube, an autographed copy of the Hamilton soundtrack, and, oh yeah, two standing room tickets to see Hamilton. So stakes are high. Don't blow it, you guys. Here we go. Emily. Mount St. Helens and Vesuvius are examples of these. Volcanoes. That is right. Adam, the Fruit Loops mascot Sam is this type of colorful bird. A toucan. That is correct. Bronson, a Shonda Rhimes show starring Kerry Washington. Scandal. That's correct. Denise, a nut from a tree native to the southern United States, popular in pie. Pecan. You got it. Ronick, the engineering feat that connects the Atlantic Ocean with the Pacific, bypassing South America. Three seconds. Oh. Anguish. I'm sorry. Step aside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the agony. Emily, do you know the answer? The Panama Canal. That is correct. I'm sorry, Ronick. We have to say goodbye to you. Adam. Someone or something that eats members of its own species. A cannibal. You got it. Bronson. A small melon with orange flesh. Cantaloupe. That's correct. Denise, on Star Trek, Mr. Spock is half human, half what? Vulcan. You got it. Back to Emily. The only sign of the Zodiac that fits this game. Cancer. Wow, good pull. Adam, a fancy name for a wolf man. Lycanthrope. You got it. <laughs> Bronson, unoccupied space, particularly at a hotel. Vacancy. Mm-hmm, that's right. Denise, a classic TV show created by Alan Funt where people are secretly filmed being pranked. Canted camera? That's right. Emily, a vessel for wine or other spirits? Decanter. That's right. Adam, Beauty and the Beast's Lumiere. Candlestick. Candelabra? We'll take candelabra, that's correct. <laughs> Yeah, he's the whole package. It's not just a candle. <laughs> he's the whole package. Puzz 
some guru. <laughs> Close your eyes, imagine no, the mirror. No, I guess it's not. It's not just yeah, a candle. I agree with you. Bronson. It's a 1993 film starring Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington, based on a book by John Grisham. Three seconds. No. Sorry. Step aside. Let's see if Denise knows. Shaking her head. No, I'm sorry. Step aside. Emily. Pelican Brief. That is correct. We have to say goodbye to Bronson and Denise. We are down to two players, Adam and Emily. Adam, the country which makes up the eastern two-thirds of the island of Hispaniola. We need an answer. Madagascan. <laughs> that is incorrect. Emily, if you know the answer, you're our grand winner. Dominican Republic. That is correct. Congratulations, Emily. You're an Ask Me Another Big Winner. Enjoy your Rubik's Cube. Enjoy your signed soundtrack. (laughs) And those tickets, you know. That is our show. Thank you so much for playing. Check out our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another. And come see us live or be a contestant. Go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Annabelle Bacon, Carol Lee, Greg Lightman, Natasha Lake, Scott Ross, and senior writer Kyle Beakley. Ask Me Another is produced by Kiana Fitzgerald, Mike Katzef, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Denny Shin, and our intern Alejandra Vasquez, along with Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Kristen Muller, and Jeff O'Neill. Ask Me Other was created by Eric Newsom and Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, it's Ophira Eisenberg here. Now, I know if you made it to this point in the podcast, you are a fan of our show. Thank you so much. So... Why don't you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? Or better yet, leave us a review. Your support helps other people find our podcast. Thank you. Finding new podcasts is not hard, but finding the right new podcasts can be quite challenging, and that's why Pop Culture Happy Hour teamed up with Lauren Ober from The Big Listen, the broadcast about podcasts, to tell you about some of the best episodes of 2016. They've got highlights from veteran shows, both big and small, and the scoop on some of the best newcomers of the year. So find their great big 2016 crossover episode at npr.org slash podcasts and on your NPR One app. Next time on Ask Me Another, we play games in Los Angeles with Jeff Goldblum, Micah Monroe, and Weird Al Yankovic, who mashes David Bowie. Just watch me sculpt my mashed potatoes, sculpt my mashed potatoes, I sculpt my mashed potatoes. (laughs) Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. 